Welcome to Branch Pod, where we believe that growing a relationship with Jesus Christ is about your everyday, not just your Sunday. I'm your host, Christina Bontrager, and for the next 13 weeks, we'll be diving deeper into our Sunday series through the Book of Esther, through a variety of interviews, reflections, spiritual practices, and stories to help us bring the book to life outside of Sunday morning. This week, we pause to reflect on where we've been in our journey through Esther using the lens of the Jewish holiday, Purim, as a reminder of God's faithfulness. Branch family, I'm glad to be here with you all for this week's episode, which is now in the second half of our Esther series. The first half of Esther was marked with a lot of significant hardship and challenges in the story. We met our characters. We watched the king exile Queen Vashti for defying his request. We met Esther and Mordecai and watched her participate in an extravagant beauty contest for the king's favor, leading to her earning the title of queen. We watched as Mordecai saved the king from an assassination plot. We met Haman and saw him enact his own plot to kill all the Jews, and Esther and Mordecai's decision on how to respond in the face of certain death. It's been a journey, and we're just halfway through the book. We're at the turning point. So this week, I want to zoom out a little to talk about the book of Esther's impact beyond its place in the Bible. Esther's story became the inspiration for the Jewish holiday, Purim, a celebration of the way God saved his people through Esther after Haman's attempt to annihilate the Jews in Persia. The name Purim comes from verse 7 in chapter 3, which says, In the twelfth year of King Xerxes, in the first month, the month of Nisan, the poor, that is the lot, the die, was cast in the presence of Haman to select a day and month. And the lot fell on the twelfth month, the month of Adar. So that would be the month Haman would propose as the date to destroy the Jewish people. Now, as Pastor Alex mentioned when we worked through these verses, This was a common way of deciding things. You would cast a lot and see where it landed. And the significance here is that the role of the poor fell in such a way as to give Esther and Mordecai the maximum amount of time possible to figure out how to proceed, to approach the king and find an alternative. Even in the role of the poor, we see God's providence at work. Now, the spoiler of Purim as a holiday, if you haven't read to the end of Esther yet, is that the Jews are indeed saved from massacre. And in an incredible reversal, the Jews are victorious over their enemy. And Mordecai actually receives Haman's job. After the victory, they declare the following day a holiday, Purim, and celebrate that the fate Haman hoped to achieve with the role of the poor was reversed through God's work among his people. Today, Purim includes a day of fasting, the day before the actual holiday, followed by a day of celebration with a public reading of the Book of Esther in the synagogue service, the exchanging of gifts, often donations to the poor, and a carnival-like atmosphere many kids look forward to each year. It's a day that serves as a reminder of the way God was at work to care for his people even in a situation where he seemed absent. Now, this holiday made me wonder, made me think about how often we each celebrate God's faithfulness in our lives. In this past Sunday's message, we talked about the importance of looking back on God's faithfulness to bolster our faith for today. 
but I wonder how often we actually set aside space to do so. In the Old Testament, we see God repeatedly asking his people to physically create ways to remember his faithfulness, either through celebrations like Purim or through piling up stacks of rocks called Ebenezer's. The idea for both is that every time you attend that celebration or every time you pass by that monument of rocks, you would remember God's faithfulness. You would remember what he did there. There's an old hymn, it's one of my favorites, called Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. And the second verse calls us to raise our Ebenezer, to plant a rock in the ground as a reminder that it is by God's help and faithfulness we have arrived where we are. And it is through his continued providence and the work of Christ that we will arrive with him for eternity. This is the reminder of holidays like Purim, the reminder of the book of Esther, and the reminder of a God whose providence is no less at work even when he seems absent. He will still be faithful. So in just a moment, I actually want to end today's episode by singing that verse over you. And if you know it, I invite you to join in with me. If not, that's okay to just listen. And as you listen, I want to ask you to use this time as an opportunity to create space in your week, to remember God's faithfulness in your life. May this moment afford each of us an opportunity to pause, to raise our own Ebenezers, and to celebrate God's faithfulness as a reminder that he will be faithful again. Here I raise my Ebenezer, hither by thy help I've come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. To learn more about The Branch and how to get connected, head to brch.org for upcoming events and to listen to past messages. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Branch Pod, and we'll see you next week.